you guys doing? I think I should not abruptly kind of uh, disconnect that song. It's such a beautiful song. I really love it. I love, uh, I really love that song. Anyways, guys, how are you doing? It is already August. It's the eighth month of 2023. You can, I can't even imagine that, you know, time flies so fast. And I'm begging, I've been begging to the earth, please kind of, you know, relax. I mean, just go slow, you know, do some magic, uh, uh, in, uh, do some kind of magic where, you know, it can just elongate its orbit around the sun. Maybe talk with the sun and tell the sun, hey, man, you know, please. People on Earth, they just want days to go a little slow. They want the year to go a little slow. So can we kind of uh, partner together with other planets and kind of increase the orbit? around the sun for earth because you know hey man we need more than 365 days a year how are you doing this is Merle class bringing my episode number god knows what uh to you and i'm so excited i know it's been like uh I've, I've, I've been trying to kind of keep up with the pace of like you know let's do it at least once a month let's do it two once in two months but i think this episode episode number whatever has gone beyond two months and I think it's really sickening and I don't know how that's happened but I I just want to say that you know I'm just going to do it at my own pace whenever I feel like because I'm not obliged you know uh, to really kind of keep um, uh, to keep up with uh, a kind of a schedule so I'm just kind of relaxed to be able to do it the way I want to do it and when I want to do it, you know, that's important. Uh, so hope you're doing very well. I just want to say it's summer. Summer's finally here. Hot girl summer. Never going to happen with me. I'm always the warm or lukewarm kind of uh, summer person. So um, if you're a hot girl summer or a hot boy summer a kind of person, hey, man, congratulations. You know, you're great. You, you're, doing, you're, doing, you're doing what the world wants everyone uh, of us to do, like, Congratulations, you're really good with that. Um, because um, for me, when it comes to summer, I prefer summer. I prefer spring better, the best. One of the best seasons, like I love spring. Like I can, I can, uh, I can do spring 365 days a year. Uh, and uh, I can do summer kind of thing, but it's too hot. It's too humid in the, uh, in the part of the world that I live. And it's just getting like, you know, too much like hey man I can't like uh, I'm just kind of searching for shade everywhere I go like is there a tree around here that I could just kind of uh, uh, walk under trees if I'm walking on a street like hey man I can't do it it's so hot where is my umbrella I open up an umbrella when I'm walking outside Um, and then uh, the other day I was actually uh, waiting for the stoplight for the pedestrian uh, traffic light to kind of turn uh, turned to the walking mode and I was just standing there it was so fucking hot and I was like hey man I can't do this there was no tree there was no nothing around you know under which I could stand and the traffic uh, light it just takes it was taking so much time and then I found this person he had a great shadow behind him he was standing in front of me and there was a huge shadow of his body 
right, which was on the floor, what I did on the ground, what I did was I stood inside his shadow, like I went behind him, stood inside the shadow and had some shade on me. Like, you know, literally, that was something, that is how I'm actually walking around this summer. But no matter what, hey man, fall, hey man, winter, bye-bye, thank you, I don't want you forever, like never. Like, I can, I can kind of stand the summer, but hey man, I'm not going to do fall and winter. Like, I can do spring forever, I love that, I love that season, man. It's so positive, you know, it's so, it's such a great uh, season to really be in but uh, uh, but whatever it is uh, if I'm having such a tough time I'm not complaining because uh, I think it's the best thing uh, to do you know because uh, hey you can just walk around with flip-flops you know just wear those shorts do whatever you want like you know just don't wear clothes if you if you can like you know just don't wear anything and just go out like you know hey no one's gonna say anything you know I love this. I love the uh, the opportunity of just uh, kind of uh, doing whatever you want, wearing whatever you want, you know, just going out without looking at the weather forecast. I hate that, you know. Hey, what's it going to be like? Is it going to be minus, uh, minus uh, six degrees centigrade? Is it going to be minus two degrees centigrade today? Nope. Not gonna happen in my watch under my watch, but anyways, yeah. So that's what uh, uh, it's great, you know. Um, it's it's great to be back. It's great to be back with my next episode. That's all that I'm trying to say. Um, okay, so I have a few things I'm gonna talk about today, like you know, uh, things that are happening, things that bother me, things that you know. Hey, this is shitty hey this is nice you know hey this is sad it's heartbreaking you know so um various emotions uh, that uh, this episode really comes with and i want to share with you uh this thing about uh you know i've talked this up i talked about this uh forever and ever amen you know i've talked about this thing about sending spacecrafts um uh spacecrafts uh, to uh, to maybe suborbital that is just uh, at the edge of space, uh, spending space spacecrafts to the moon, spending sending spacecrafts to Mars, and all these missions that are going on. You know, I've talked about a lot a lot about this. Wherein I'm pretty much excited about spacecrafts going to explore, you know, the universe minus humans. So you're not going to carry humans to tour these places that you're planning to go to. I'm pretty okay with that. But what's about the spacecrafts and submissible, sub, submissible crafts with human in, humans inside of them which go to the unhabitable places? I just don't get that strategy. Like, why do you want to send spacecrafts? And why do you want to spend submissibles, that is, you know, these spacecraft, uh, the, not spacecraft, the crafts that go underwater, like, why do you want to send humans on these missions to places that, uh, to places where humans are not supposed to be? Because, you know, the, the atmosphere, the environment uh, is not, uh, it's not suitable for them. I just don't get it. Like, why do we want to do it? And I think it's happening more and more. I talked a lot about, I talked about a lot about the major plans by major companies to send peoples, humans to the edge of space and experience weightlessness. And then return to Earth in a parachute. 
all these tourists are stinking rich people. Of course, they're pretty rich because, you know, these um, these space missions, they cost about 250000 to 550000 just to go to the edge of the space. What they call it? The suborbital trips, which is about 15 minutes to and fro, back to there and back. So I think that is ridiculous to be sending humans uh into space because of course they're going to let a space you know hey everyone has money today i mean most of these the 10 percent or the two percent of the i think the 10 percent of the world are these guys the richies they just they just have the money to yeah to kind of throw around so they're going to going to take these uh space uh uh space kind of uh tourism and then just go and tour the place and what what eventually will happen is they're going to litter space you know with with nonsense and that's what should be banned you know we need regulation to kind of ban that nonsense now of course you know it was great it was great sending uh, having space telescopes um, you know uh, minus humans go to explore space like the recent James Webb Space Telescope what a fabulous job that telescope is doing you know of exploring the universe it's literally telling us what's out there it's literally telling us about our origins which is so good we all need to know that you know then we have we have the Hubble telescope which has been there from 1990 doing such fabulous jobs and there are so many other telescopes that are there which is great you know now, these space telescopes are important because they help us see what's out there into space, the different planets apart from Earth, different planets, the different galaxies, um, black, star, black holes, other stars, early stars that have died, etc., which is so great. I mean, more importantly, it helps us to learn about our origins, as I was saying, where we all come from. Now, you know, there was a recent image. I don't know whether you caught it because... Um, if you didn't hear about it, I want to say it because I was, I was startled, you know, I was like, hey man, is this out there? Are we just kind of a small blue dot in the universe floating around the sun with different other planets in a galaxy? And then there are other, so many galaxies in the universe and so many other stars in the universe and so many other planets in the universe. Mind-boggling, man. I can't just take it sometimes, you know. Uh, but whatever it is, um, I, uh, this James, the James Webb Space Telescope recently came out with this, uh, this wonderful image um, of, um, of, 50, of 50 stars, you know, all the stars, they look like sun, star, uh, like our sun. Uh, so 50 stars like our sun, about 390 light years away from Earth, not that too far, you know, not that far at all, just 390 light years. And they say that uh, for light to come from 300 light years away from us, it takes about 390 years for light from that area to reach Earth. So it's not that far, you know, given how uh, how vast the universe is is so that was a stunning image you know the 50 new stars being born i mean it's like it was a nursery of stars 50 new stars which eventually will become like a sun which eventually will have planets around uh, the sun and uh 
wow, it's mind boggling. You know, we need to have more of these space telescopes because they're important because gr- there are a number of ground-based telescopes that are available that are based on the ground. Um, they have some, uh, you know, they have some limitations like ground-based telescopes, telescopes cannot observe some areas of the universe because of the presence of atmosphere, because of the presence of light pollution or other interferences which is great, you know. So we need space telescopes. Nothing wrong with it. But hey, man, why the fuck do humans need to go to space? That is the question that I keep pondering over. And I get no response, you know. It's like crazy. What are they trying to prove? Like, why do you want to go in space? You are in space already, you know. We are on a planet that is actually in space, you know. So why do you want to really go to a place that is unhabitable, you know, wearing the suits and jumpsuits or whatever and just uh, going to litter space, which is which is so uh, which is so crazy that I never really understand. Um, uh, So, you know, this was uh, this was the edge of the space and they say, hey, we are going to the moon and back. That's the next mission. And then the next mission is going to the Mars, which is one way trip to colonize Mars, which is fucking Stop it, you know? Like, hey, man, stop it. Get a regulation to stop it, you know? For instance, the moon is, the day temperature on the moon is 127 degrees centigrade. The night temperature is minus 173 degrees centigrade. The temperature on Mars is cold. It's minus 80 degrees centigrade in daytime, uh, or it actually varies between minus 80 degrees centigrade to minus 130 degrees centigrade like hey you know we can't tolerate the cold here on earth and these these guys plan to go on the surface of mars which is so mars which is so fucking cold and then the atmosphere is thin in both these places there's no liquid water no fertile soil no natural resources toxic soil there's no magnetic field which means that um uh, you know, if you go on Mars, you, you can kind of burn from the sun rays because there's no protection from solar winds, no protection from cosmos, cos- cosmic uh, radiation. So what are you trying to prove? Like, you know, hey, man, what are these, what are these richies trying to prove by going, uh, by going on, a, on a spacecraft? Okay, we did that, okay? And then talking about Oceans. Now, I never knew, I never, ever knew that deep, deep sea tourism was a thing until the sad news of the implosion of a Titanic submersible, which happened on the way while they were about to kind of visit the Titanic site again on a tour. What are they trying to prove? Like, why do you have to go to visit a site where so many, like, around 1,500 people died on that Titanic boat, ship? Why do you have to go to visit such a, such a place? And until now, I always was under the impression that deep underwater visits were always for exploration. I always thought that that was the reason people went underwater. You know, to explore fish, to explore sea animals, to explore the seabed, to explore creatures and research. And, and I never knew, I really never knew that people go into submissibles to actually tour 
places and pay money to tour the deep ocean. Pay money to visit the Titanic wreckage. Why? And I was, you know, I was like, hey, man, uh, okay, let me just check what is the price for these uh, tours. $250,000 for a Titanic wreckage visit. $250,000. Now, the Titanic wreckage is about 12,000 feet below sea level. That's in kilometers. It's about 3.3 kilometers. And in miles, it's about 2.3 miles from the surface. Now, even fish who are basically natural habitants of the sea, they don't say, hey, man, let's go down under. They don't go so deep. They don't go 12,000 feet down to see what's below. But now we humans, hey, we want to try everything. We will pay $250,000, wear some gear and go underwater. Where to where we are not supposed to be because you know that's uh humans would not survive there naturally under no natural circumstances so all i'm trying to get to is hey you know let's see explorers and astronauts do their jobs why are humans getting into space and deep ocean and multi-planetary tourism? Stop it. That's all that I'm saying. And I just don't get what they want to try to, what they're trying to prove, you know. You to these uh, going to these extreme environments to please your ego, to say that I have a lot of money. And then come back and say, hey, you know, I did this. That's if they survived the trip because it's not safe. Many, you know, we're just seeing these um, pilot projects to space or these pilot projects to the Titanic wreckage that we saw. Of course, this, this time it was really sad that it imploded. But it's not safe. Just like space, deep sea is filled with extreme darkness, cold temperatures, and high pressure in deep ocean and low pressure in space. And then talking about, you know, while they were kind of, uh, while this uh, Titan submissible was, uh, you know, the sad news about its implosion happened. Many days before the, uh, the incident happened, there was a migrant boat. There was a... Uh, there was a migrant boat, which was, you know, um, migrants who were traveling in a small boat, which they normally do. Many refugees travel in these small boats uh, for a better life in another country. They're refugees. They're literally trying so hard to go to another country so that, you know, they're safe and secured. Now, uh, a few days before the implosion of the Titan submissible, ha submissible happened, there was a boat. Uh, there was a boat which was carrying a small boat that was carrying around 750 migrants to the coast of Greece that sank before the submersible was even actually happened. Before anyone knew about the Titan submersible, like you know the Titanic, which the, that was about to visit the Titanic wreckage. This was. This was. This happened long many days ago, but no media, not even a single media covered that story of 
those migrants, 750 migrants traveling on the small boats, uh, trying to, you know, off the, uh, off the coast, uh, off the uh, Greeks, Greek coast. And um, now when this, when this, um, when this boat actually sank, 500 people went missing, 80 bodies were recovered, and there were reports that the Greek authorities had, if they had intervened sooner, they would be saved. You know, these migrants would have been saved, but they didn't. Media didn't do their job of covering it minute by minute. But um, if they had done it, probably, you know, they would put pressure on the authorities. And that's what the, that's the job of the media, to be the voice of the voiceless. These migrants, 750 migrants who were traveling on the boats, they are the voiceless people. The media has to support them, talk about them. But they didn't do that. What happened was they, we had a minute-by-minute minute coverage of the Titan submissible, which went missing uh, on its way to the Titanic wreckage. Why? You know why? Because they were uh, because they were rich people and the migrants were poor. You know what is the difference between the people on that small boat and people on the submissible? Was it their net worth? That's all that I'm asking. Was it their net worth? The Titan submissible was covered minute by minute by all media outlets across all the channels. But no one cared about the migrants who lost their lives the same way, just under different circumstances. The search operation, the search operation for the submissible, submissible began minutes after it went missing. Just minutes. And the media coverage was extensive. And I think that the way, and, that, and that's right, you know, you have to. Something goes missing, hey, make, make a lot of noise about it, you know, talk about it. Start the search operation immediately. That's the way it's supposed to be done. But why didn't no one do it for the migrant migrants on that small boat? Why? That's all that I'm asking. See the difference the media is supposed to be the voice of the voiceless. It didn't do jo its job that day. So, so, you know, we talked about how artificial intelligence needs a regulation. I would say we need to have a regulation for space tourism. Don't allow it. You know, we need a regulation for deep ocean tourism. Not really the right thing to do, you know. Um, and going multi-planetary, we need a regulation for that as well. We can't afford to waste resources and time behind space and deep ocean tourism. Like I said, exploration and exploration research is great, but you got to do that uh, to explore, you know, to research the universe or research deep water. Tourism is fucking egoistic in a power play. Rich people's problems instead of stop the boats, which was a big, you know, big thing by a country that said stop the boats. We need to stop the migrants, which is selfish, you know. Uh, instead of stopping the boats, we need to stop the billionaires. That's all that I'm saying, you know, because uh, it's crazy how uh, we can be, we can show two faces to a problem that was almost similar based on the 
the net worth of the people on those two boats. One boat was underwater, rich people. The other boat was a small boat with poor people, you know. Uh, and uh, the rich one, the submissible, the state-of-the-art submissible, the rich people on that side of the boat got extensive media coverage. They had immediate minute of search operations immediately. But the people on that small boat carrying 750 migrants were poor people. No media covered it until 15 days after people died and, you know, it sank. It, it was after 15 days in pressure that the public put on them that they started covering that incident. And the search operations began too late until many people died. So this is something we really need to look at because no one is different. Don't treat people differently based on their net worth. Slave to the money. Be really a slave to the money. Um, it's really, really sickening and sad that that's a thing. Right, so uh, what I was saying was... Uh, Yeah, this is really bothering me right now, you know. I'm feeling sick even thinking about how people are treated differently based on who they are and where they come from. It's sickening, man. It's fucking sickening. We're fucking slave to the money. Reminds me of the song, uh, The Verve, Bittersweet Symphony. Cause it's a bittersweet symphony that's life. Trying to make ends meet, you're a slave to the money, then you die. I'll take you down the only road I've ever been down. You know the one that takes you to the place where all the wains meet, yeah. No change, I can change, I can change, I can change. But I'm here in my mold, but I'm here in my mold. But in a million different people from one day to the next, I can change my mold. No, 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 no. Well, I've never prayed, but tonight I'm on my knees, yeah. I need to hear some sounds that recognize the pain in me, yeah. I let the melody shine, let it cleanse my mind, I feel free now. But the airways are clean and there's nobody singing to me now. 
No change, I can change, I can change, I can change, but I'm here in my mold, but I'm here in my mold, but I'm a million different people from one day to the next, I can change no more, no, 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 no. Brilliant song, man, the world, I love that. I love that song. I love that song. We are all slaves to the money and we need to change that. We need to change that way of thinking. You know, I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about you because my listeners are the best. You know, you guys, whoever you are, whichever part of the world, I love you guys so much because my listeners are nice people. They're the sweetest people uh, in this whole wild planet. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the people who kind of, um, just, you know, think you need to have money and be just slaves to the money. Uh, and the world runs with money. Of course, money is important. But I wish we could just stabilize, destabilize the power of money. You know, I always say that. I wish we could do that. Slave to the money, then we die. Dang, dang, dang. No, 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 okay. Right, so uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, talk about how um, aliens are, about alien sightings and UFO sightings, the unidentified uh, object, flying objects guiding sightings, which is crazy. I mean, hey man, for anybody out there, for anybody out there who thinks that there are no other species anywhere in the universe are really being uh, have a lot of ego you know if you if 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 any of you think that this it's whole wild wide universe you know how wide we are i mean there's no end to it we're still kind of finding out how many galaxies how many planets hey man um uh, our galaxy is like a small dot of um a small grain of salt in the universe. So imagine how vast this whole universe is. And we, if any one of you really think that we humans are the and the animals that are on earth that are the only people or the only species in the whole wide universe, then I think you're being very egoistic. But hey, man, I'll tell you one thing. There are a number of other species all around the universe. And if there are alien sightings that are happening, I completely believe it. I, I don't know. I don't know whether I would say that I believe the people who are saying that they have seen aliens or they've seen UFOs. I won't really trust those people, but I go with the with the belief that the the, uh, the vastness of the universe and the number of planets that are out there. There's definitely species out there that could be better than us you know much better than us much much better and i've said this several times like i would say this again aliens are the most harmless we call them aliens and i hate that word aliens they're the most harmless creatures and we should be least scared of them so if someone says you know hey you know there was an alien there or i had an alien sighting or i saw a ufo we didn't say hey man you're so lucky you know lucky people see them so uh, they're the least, uh, we need to be least scared of them because they're the, they're my favorite, I would say. And recently in the U.S. Congress for people from, uh, for, uh, for people from other countries, uh, 
You know, the U.S. Congress is basically the legislative branch of government responsible for making and passing laws at the national level. So that's what the U.S. Congress is all about. I'm just saying it for people who um, who live outside the U.S., um, just like the parliament in some countries. It's a legislative arm, you know, uh, which makes laws and passes it. Uh, so now there were some lawmakers that actually called a hearing uh, recently, uh, a few, very few days back. Uh, a hearing was held in the Congress claiming that there are ad- unidentified aerial phenomenons that were seen. And uh, they said this under oath. So uh, the witnesses are basically former military officials who said they have seen UFOs, the unidentified flying objects which bring us to aliens who are flying the ufos you know if they've seen unidentified flying objects who's going to fly these of course aliens that's what they call them if you if you leave it to me i'm going to call aliens darlings because i think it's very rude to call aliens aliens like hey man this species just like us you know maybe in another planet and in another universe i mean in the same universe but in another galaxy another you know, another part of the universe, uh, another area of the universe. Uh, so, uh, so there's such incident. You know, the, at this hearing, uh, one of the witnesses says said that uh, ten years ago, when they recovered a non, uh, they recovered a non non human biologics that is body parts from a crashed unidentified aerial phenomenon that they kept a secret. Um, and they were non-human, but they found some parts. And um, the witnesses said he would rather call it non-human than call them aliens. That was that's what the witness says. If you honestly, I fucking love aliens. Hey man, I fucking love them. Okay, and uh, I think it's really rude to call them aliens. Uh, if you leave it to me, uh, you know I'm gonna call them uh, darlings. You know because they're so sweet. They are just like us, just in another part of the universe. They live in the same universe, just another area, you know. So, hey, man, they're not aliens to us, you know, for God's sake. There's no doubt that the vastness of the universe, there's definitely extraterrestrial creatures, but all of them have def- definitely better versions of us. That's what I, I always say, you know. Uh, they're definitely better than us, or at least like us, you know, uh, because the universe gave birth to all of us. There's just one universe. It's vast, Many planets, many black holes, many galaxies, chest vast. So the universe has given birth to all of us. And that's the most common unifying thing among any creatures that are on Earth uh, and creatures um, uh, on other planets or um, which are millions and millions and hundreds of light years away from us, hundreds of light years away from us. Like, you know, this uh, James Webb's telescope, it found, an, uh, it found an area in the universe about 390 light years away, that is 390 years uh, for, the, for the light from that area to come on Earth. Um, you know, I'm sure that, you know, there's some, somebody living out there. It's not going to be a blank uh, blank uh, galaxy so um and since the universe is like our mother you know i'm sure the universe will birth give birth to creatures with the strong strong spiritual values you know the universe is very spiritual i feel it's so powerful you know um it's it's a very powerful living place it's live it's making that sound boom 
it's very live you know uh, and i feel that it's like a mother and um, since since the universe is giving birth to any of the creatures um, so all of us will have the same spiritual values of the of the mother you know of the universe so no matter which planet galaxy you are born in the common spiritual values will be the same because we have just one mother the universe you know so no matter which planet which galaxy which area of the universe you are you know we all going to be the same we'll have this love compassion harmony and balance spiritual values basically presence of mind consciousness truth wisdom gratitude humility simplicity unity with the universe and higher power so no matter you know where uh, my darlings uh, like you would call them aliens i would call them darlings they born somewhere in some other part of the universe they're going to have the same spiritual values of our of our mother the universe you know we all going to be the same we're united by that one single thing and since anyone born in the universe will have the same spiritual values we should not be afraid of anyone born outside this galaxy or outside earth that's what i feel because you know uh, uh it would be wonderful to really meet someone who looks who comes from another galaxy and we should be welcoming and i you know i've been i put out i've always said this before the only i can do a fabulous job like you know as a global alien ambassador because i respect uh aliens or global darling ambassadors like you know uh, an ambassador to kind of unite humans and uh uh these aliens or darlings or creatures from from the other parts of the universe i can be a great uniter because i love these guys you know they're just like us they have the same spiritual values maybe we look different maybe we speak we speak different language but we are united by the spiritual values you know and i think i'll do a fabulous job as an uh global alien ambassador i'm putting on my cv there i'm saying it out loud uh we need to stand united with creatures from other planets galaxies because there will be there will be a lot of similarities be, be, uh, between us you know just like uh like for instance uh, before the internet or before social media we humans we spread across the whole planet called earth how many of us we all thought that people from another part of earth another part of the world was different from people from another part of the world or people from say for instance you know people in india think that hey people in the united states are different or people in the united states think uh, people in um, in the middle east are different or people in the united kingdom think hey people from europe or not people from europe i can say people from uh, russia people from china are different you know but ultimately you know social media happened the internet happened and what we saw You see how similar we all are we are just the same people you know with the same values the same principles the same ambitions the same insecurities the same aspirations the same vulnerabilities we're so similar thanks to the internet that actually opened our minds i've traveled to different countries you know i've lived in different countries on earth and i can tell you one thing for sure from the bottom of my heart we are all the same people you know literally the same people we are no different from each other just our lifestyles are different but the base you know the core the values all fucking same so um so the same thing with creatures from another galaxy 
or another part of the universe, you know, we might have a lot of similarities. And probably, you know, uh, we just need an extraterrestrial net to connect us to creatures from other planets, you know, like we have the internet to connect each other from uh, in on Earth. We need an extraterrestrial uh, net to connect people, uh, to connect creatures from another galaxy with us. And you know what? Shockingly, we'll see, hey, man, we're all the same. So hopefully we have an extraterrestrial net, just like the internet, to help us connect with each other, you know, to help us connect with aliens um, in the universe. Shockingly, and boom, we'll realize that we are all the same creatures in the same universe under, just under a different sun. That's all. That's the only difference. We're under the different sun. Because if you look at what the universe is made of, what is the universe made of? So if you're talking about aliens, they are in the same universe that we live in. So what is the universe made of? The common elements of the universe are hydrogen, helium, oxygen, uh, carbon, nitrogen, neon, argon, water, carbon dioxide, methane, and ammonia. So, so you know, so if there are the same elements all across the universe, that means we are continually exploring, uh, we are the same people, you know, we all have the same matter. Even these aliens, they're made up of the same stuff, like uh, the same elements that uh, we are made of. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be shocking when we realize that we are more similar with the aliens than anybody else because we are united in the same universe. Maybe not the same planet, but we are under the same universe and the universe is made up of the same key elements which is inside us so there are more similarities between aliens and humans and that could be shocking you know hopefully we uh, we could just have um what is it called the uh an extraterrestrial net like the internet that connects us with aliens so we could you know talk on the phone or some kind of gadget and then realize you know how similar we all are I wish we could have something like that. You know, I um, I, I follow these people, um, the Alma Observatory. It's um, Alma Observatory is um, is a ground based telescope based in Chile, and I follow these guys uh, on uh, social media just to see what they're up to. But now, uh, uh, this place is beautiful. Uh, they uh, it's it's um, you know it's a it's a great telescope which is ground based, very high up. Uh, um, at an elevated region, uh, and there are 66 anti- antennas to these uh, to this one telescope, which is the Alma Observ- Observatory, and uh, this telescope is based in Chile. So I came across uh, this video that um, Alma Telescope uh, uh, people, the organization, released, and uh, I wanted to listen to it because it's it's fabulous about how. We all are similar. You know, we talk about how different we are as humans. We're all similar. We're made up of the same key elements, you know, the same stuff that the universe is made of. And we keep, we're continuously afraid of aliens. You know, shockingly, aliens belong to the same universe like us. So we are made of the same elements and we won't really be surprised of how similar we are. Um, So, you know, people who really say, hey, aliens and this and that, we don't need to. So I just want to play this bit uh, from Alma Observatory. It's a great, uh, it's a great piece about how, what is, what the universe is made of. Um, And 
uh, how we are made of star stuff. Listen to it here. Oh my God, wait, it's on mute. Wait one second. Okay, let me just play it again. Okay. What are you made of? You're made of matter, which is made of molecules, which are made of atoms. But where did those atoms come from? The ones in you? How were they formed? Well, they were created inside of stars. Really, you're made of star stuff. Life needs a lot of different kinds of atoms to exist, like hydrogen, carbon, and oxygen. But when the universe began, there was only hydrogen and helium, the very, very simplest atoms of all, and nothing else. Where did the others come from then? Well, there's only one thing capable of creating bigger, more complex atoms, stars. Stars are born when clouds of dust and gas become very, very small due to the force of gravity. So small that the atoms in them don't have enough room anymore, getting extremely squeezed together, and everything starts to heat up. The temperature gets so incredibly high that the smaller and simpler atoms are transformed into bigger and more complex ones in a chain reaction called nuclear fusion. The iron in your blood, the calcium in your bones, and the carbon in your muscles were created in stars across the universe. Stars that died and left dust and gas full of the new elements to eventually form other stars, planets, and life. Our sun is at least a second generation star, which means that all the atoms in the solar system were created in an older star. But how and where did those atoms form the molecules that ultimately became you and every other living thing that ever existed? Well, no one knows yet, but Alma might be a great help to find it out. Large molecules, the ones that could be the building blocks of life, can only exist in dark and cold places in the universe. Places very difficult to study through visible light. But Alma can see the faint radio light emitted by the coldest things in space. And it can peer through those dark clouds where stars and planets are born, and, maybe, discover where and when the first building blocks of life are created, answering one of the greatest questions of mankind. Studying these atoms and molecules is, in a way, like studying yourself. So next time you think astronomy is the study of things that are far away and unrelated to you, remember, we are all made of stardust. Wow, I love that bit. It was a little long. I'm sorry about that. But it's so important to really know about what we all are made of, you know, these atoms and molecules uh, that are in the universe. We all have that inside of us. You know, and being afraid of aliens who belong to the same universe that have the same material that is inside of us. It's so it's so stupid. Hey, don't get scared of aliens. They are our friends, you know, they are our friends. <laughs> That's all that I'm trying to say. It's a bittersweet symphony. That's life. Trying to make ends meet, you're a slave to the money, then you die. I'll take you down the only road I've ever been down. You know the one that takes you to the place where all the wains meet, yeah. No change, I can change, I can change, I can change. But I'm here in my mold, but I'm here in my mold. But I'm a million different people from one day to the next. I can change my mold. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. 
I love that song, man. The Wolf. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Right. So uh, maybe I'm just going to talk about this very quickly. Uh, remember when Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, he came up with Metaverse, uh, which was where, uh, you know, he promised it's going to be the next big thing in technology. It was a big thing. I mean, you know, he kind of uh, shouted a lot on the rooftop. You know, this is Metaverse. It's going to be the next big thing in technology. What happened? Uh, uh, he he was he believed he believed in it so much that he also changed the name of his company Facebook to Meta because he think he thought it's going to be a big deal. But Metaverse is nothing but immersible virtual world where users wear this virtual reality headsets and interact with each other from anywhere and also interact with digital objects from anywhere so that's what the metaverse is all about you wear these you know vr uh, headsets right around your face and then users can explore a new country they can socialize using sitting in their home wearing those vr head uh, head glasses they can work they can play games they can conduct business they can engage in activities and then remember how no one showed interest in the metaverse because hey man you know those headsets of course they they, they uh, he put a, he put a he put a price tag of $500 but still no one showed interest. I'm not saying it's it's less, but it's $500, you know. It's like uh, people would I mean, if if they have if you have money, if you can if you can afford an iPhone probably, you know, you can afford a VR headset, but nobody showed interest. Personally, anyone wearing that personally for me, you know, anyone if I see anyone wearing a head VR headset and going about their day, it's just insane to me. It's like what are you doing with your life? You want to you want to kind of experience the country sitting in your home? Pack your bags, take that flight, go to that country and explore it there, you know? You can't sit in your living room to experience a country. Hey man, nope. And I knew from day 1 that it's never going to happen. Just like cryptocurrency, you know this thing that technology of the metaverse was never going to be successful. But you know, there are some companies that never learn. Apple recently, very recently, a few months, I think it's just about a month back, Apple uh, Apple had this huge conference, uh, a technology innovation conference, where they launched their own virtual reality headset called the Vision Pro. And they'd, I think they didn't learn from how meta, met the metaverse flopped, you know. They didn't learn from it because if you had really realized how Metaverse flopped, you'd have not really released your own virtual reality headset. But they did. Apple released its own virtual reality. And Metaverse, the the Metaverse's VR headset cost, the price tag was $500. Apple's VR headset is priced at $3,500. What the fuck are you trying to prove? Hey, man. What the hell? So uh, so no one learns, you know, no one learns. No one does any market research to see, like, you know, uh, before kind of launching any of these uh, products. Uh, now, uh, Apple has been promoting uh, this VR headset saying you can navigate with your eyes, you can tap to select, you can flick to scroll and use your voice to dictate. Why would anyone went, want to wear those huge mega mega size gadgets on your face while doing while doing anything like i wouldn't want to have something strapped on my face you know 
it's it's fucking ridiculous and no one learns from each other um and uh, honestly apple has a great name for iphones it has got great iphones i think it's one of the best innovations in smartphone technology that has ever happened uh in the world one of the best innovations um thanks to steve jobs when he was around uh but this thing called the vr headset this huge mega things that you got to wear strapped around your head never going to pick up never it's go- you uh, it's so it's so uncomfortable it's so you know uh, even looking at someone wearing it i feel dizzy i get a headache i don't know about when you wear it i'm never going to even try it uh it's isol- it's isolating yourself from the world you know social disconnection uh because you want you plan to kind of sit in your living room wearing those headsets to experience the world never going to happen privacy concerns also um so now nah, it's uh, it's never going to it's never going to pick up iphone was great uh and that's i think uh apple has done one of the best innovations um with iphone like literally the best so many people copied it after it but no one could really you know match it it's iphone is the best um and recently maybe you know that at the conference when they were launching the vision vision, vision pro vision pro uh vr headsets the one thing that i liked at the conference uh, i hated the vr headsets okay nothing that i felt that worth it there but the one thing that i would really like is um apple introduced uh, a technology uh, which they announced at this conference that apple introduced a technology for no longer auto correcting fucking to ducking i think that was the best thing that came out from the conference that huge mega conference which is mainly to launch the vision pro uh the vr headsets that was a flop for me the best thing that came out is was this uh, where they introduced a technology of no longer auto correcting fucking to ducking and i think that's the best thing that happened because uh, you know come on man uh, fucking is is not a fuck you fuck you or fucking is the most friendly word that we ever have you know like i would never say fuck you or hey fucking you know uh, to uh, to people who i don't know or to people who i don't like you know i would say it to my friends I think it's the most uniting word that we have in this whole wild word, you know, world. It's the most uniting word. Uh it's fun to use it. And I'm happy that Apple did it, you know, no more auto corrections. Because hey man, I'm not using those words to cuss or to kind of uh put someone down or make fun of someone feel shitty. I'm using it to kind of, you know, uh have fun with my friends. I never use it to people who I don't like. So that's a good thing you know that um it's introduced uh, uh, and then of course uh, talk, since we're talking about technology uh, meta that's originally facebook they introduced threads and i remember i was talking about how twitter needed a competitor and i'm so happy that has happened because competition is the key for users it's it's good for all of us you know we all users right most of my listeners are users so as users we need many competitors out there selling the same service and product maybe with you know fine tuning it for product differentiation or whatever to make it a little different from each other but mostly we need a number of uh, the more the competition the better for us user, users that's what i would say you know because we have price benefits we have um 
we have uh, you know we have this benefit to kind of uh, explore the market and kind of see uh, options you know and then choose the best one uh, so i'm happy that twitter finally has a competitor called threads by meta and at the same time i would say that we need twitter around because um, because it's good even threads needs a competitor because it's good for us so when it when it comes to users perspective uh, com- competition is excellent it's good for all of us and uh, we should support that um you know it was funny how uh, twitter uh, 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 they, they're trying to sue threads or sue meta for introducing a comp uh, for introducing something that looks very similar stupid you know that's how monopoly monopolistic organizations who want to kind of control the market that's what they do they hate competition they want to be a monopoly not going to happen you're never going to win that suit never going to uh win it you know i don't know what what's going on with that uh, kind of case but hey man twitter you need a competition let threads survive and threads you need twitter as your competitor so you we as users we want both of you we're happy that you two are there now we have two not one and if there's a third person coming in good for us even better stop suing each other you know you're never going to win you're never going to win mo gambo kushua it's a bitter sweet symphony this life <laughs> right um i was really heartbroken about um I was actually very heartbroken about um, hearing about uh, Sinead O'Connor passing away. I mean, it's so sad. She's so young, passed away so soon. Rest in peace. Uh, she was one of my favorite singers. And, um, uh, you know, uh, it is so sad to see her really going. Especially, you know, that song, Remember Nothing Compares, uh, was one of my favorite songs uh, of hers. And... Um, it's really sad to see her you know that that happened um, nothing compares just kind of uh i mean she just kind of um, she's no more you know how people just we just kind of vanish from plan- from this planet which is so it's life you know that's life we're slave to the money and uh, one second one second one second we are slave to the money and then we die you know that's life i think um but i loved um i loved um shanae o'connor such a beautiful soul what lovely music especially the song nothing compares like you know i loved it so much i sang so much of the song uh while it was a big hit it's been 7 hours and 15 days remember this since you took your love away i go out every night and sleep all day since you took your love away since you've gone i can do whatever i want 
I can see whomever I choose. Uh, I can eat my dinner in a fancy restaurant. But nothing, I said, nothing can take away these blues. But he's a fool, cause nothing compares. Nothing compares to you. Wow, man, I love this song so fucking much. And Sinead O'Connor, we're going to miss you. May so rest in peace. Uh, nostalgic, right? Uh, right, so uh, actually that's, that's all that I had for this week. And thank you so much for all you guys who actually kind of hit the play button and listen to uh to what i have to say and which makes you know no sense like why would you really listen i don't get it but hey man you're listening you know you're hitting the play button um which i don't get why but thank you so much i love you guys so very much to give this just to nobody um uh a listen you know that's all that i want to say uh, if you want to reach out to me, uh, you, I am on Instagram. I think that's the only place that I'm going to check out for my Just a Nobody podcast. So Just a Nobody pod is my handle. Uh, you can go there and I give updates sometimes and, you know, kind of post some stuff. Uh, that's the only place I'm not on Twitter with my Just a Nobody. But of course, I'm on Twitter at my handle, Merl, M-E-A-R-L-C-O-L-A-C-O. That's my handle on Twitter. Uh, and... Um, that's all that I want to kind of talk about this episode. Thank you so much, guys. I love you. I really love you. Thank you so much for listening. Before you go, I want to play uh, Sinead O'Connor's uh, Nothing Compares. Uh, and I'll be on the other side of this track. Yeah, just uh, let's, let's, let's listen to this. It's beautiful. I love her so much. Yeah. And um, it's sad that she's no longer with us. Here you go. It's been so much guys for listening i really love you so much until next time baby bye 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 bye